their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined tonight by my co-hosts, Corey and Cliff. Fellas, what's good? Hanging in there, man. It's Dallas week, so you know, starting to get a little little game jitters. Yeah, a, a truncated Dallas week, bro. Dallas week nonetheless. Absolutely. Yeah. It's still, I think, unlike Corey, I didn't have to sit on the red line today. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel good about myself at the moment. Bruh. Corey caught that, that midweek red line. Red line is a war zone. If you can avoid it, avoid it at all costs. Well, there's plenty of uh, native DMVers that can't avoid it. They got to take it to go to work. But um, just like the eight car, it's pretty unreliable from week to week. Oh, so. gosh. I'm, I'm sorry. 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 That's <laughs> an interesting way to start this podcast. <laughs> wow. That's interesting that you say that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad Paul did it, and I didn't do it. So I'm, I'm pretty glad Paul did it. No, I just think wait, it's wait, interesting wait, that he would say that after I mean, yesterday. eight car on the Metro line. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> A car on the metro line named Cousins. Because <laughs> yesterday, we had oh a different boy. tone. Uh-huh. You sure did, didn't now you? Now we starting off with, with, with one-liners, like your Don Rickles about <laughs> Cousins. Listen, what I said yesterday was that Kirk's going to get the bag. And at this point, we might just all have to accept it. No, I don't no. think I don't think you said you were cool with you're it. giving the tag. I don't I really do not. I don't think you sounded like you were in walk. support of giving Paul him went the from bag. saying he stinks to saying he's cool with it. You said you were cool bag. with giving him the bag. Is that what you said, Paul? Because the people did listen to the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for being with us. <laughs> no, nah, but for real, I, I mean, do I think he stinks? No, I don't think he stinks. Do I think he's some amazing quarterback? No, I don't think. I think that the problem with Kirk is that the Kirk Hive has his opinion of him. The anti-Kirkers have this opinion of him. But really, he belongs somewhere in the middle. There's no give and take. It's kind of like what we do with RG3. By the year two, year three, there was pro-RG3 and anti-RG3. And there was no middle ground. We need Fan to base was split. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think are. that if Redskins fans were able to come to some middle ground, that mm-hmm. they could not be fighting every damn offseason about whether he should get the bag or not. That being said, I, I think he's going to get the bag. I think that he's eventually going to get the back from us. And I think it's going to be this summer. But who knows? What do I so know? So if, if you saw Bruce Allen tomorrow, would you say it's time to give Kirk the bag? Yes or no? I mean, luckily, I'm not going to see Bruce Allen tomorrow. And, <laughs> and he would ask my damn opinion about that. But uh, if I if Bruce Allen were to ask me if I think we're going to give Kirk the bag or what I think I should do, I would say if you can find a deal that works for you and works for him, then make, get and get it done. I'm wow. not going to sit wow. here and get I like, him. I like how Paul just wow. that. You're a politician <laughs> now. If you can find a deal that works for him and us, which I've never heard of something like that, it, the deal either works for you or mm-hmm. works for him. Nah, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be all that. I mean, if he comes in here and and takes a team friendly deal, I I know Cliff's gonna say, I know he's not. And you're right. He probably he's not take a team friendly deal. I know he's not. But if he wasn't asking for some astronomical figure, like if he didn't come in here and say, I want five for one fifty, 
something like that. He wants to be the highest paid QB in the league. He's yep. doing it for the union, Paul. Didn't mm-hmm. you listen to him before? It's he said that wouldn't union. be right for the other quarterbacks. That would be a bad. That would be a bad trend. It's not All for him. You, you said I'm a politician. This man, Kirk, first said he's doing it for the union. Then he's saying God told him to do it. He's not going to just say I want the money. Just say I want the money. God told him to sign the one year deal. The one year, the franchise tag. Oh my! So. What a way to start the call. That's you guys, QB. <laughs> Anyways, on to Dallas. It's Dallas, Dallas week, man. baby. Kirk Cousins, hashtag not my quarterback. <laughs> Jeez. I'm doing it for the union. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Just okay. tell me you want the money. Oh, that's not big. for me. It's for I everybody else. A whole lot more if he just said. Just I, be honest. I want. I just want to be the highest paid quarterback because there's nothing wrong with that. We've said that many mm-hmm. times on this podcast. There's nothing wrong wanting to be the highest paid professional in any profession out there. I want to be the, the most because money is power. Power is money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have the most money. I'm the best quarterback in the game. I mean, we know that he's not, but he can, you, have, you have that feather in your cap. I'm the highest paid. But you know, it is what it is. Hang in there, Bruce. Don't do it. <laughs> hey, we're on the Dallas, man. We're on the Dallas. Man. We're on the Dallas. On the Dallas. Man, man, we got a big game coming up in two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, holding on to that three percent chance that we can actually sneak in the playoffs, but um, it's going to require a five-game winning streak or a six-game winning streak, I have to say. With the Giants win on Thursday, you need five more, and you can't win five without winning one. So you got to have this one on Monday night, on Thursday hey, night. My apologies. Like, like Cliff always says, man, do your job. Yeah. Well. Kind of like Belichick says. Belichick. I, 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 I kind of gave Cliff that one. But Thank you, though. <laughs> you got <win, laughs> to win your game, man, because none of yeah. that matters. If you don't win on Thursday, all that talk of playoff, it's, it's out the window. So. It's like I don't, want, I don't want to hear about, oh, we need this team to lose. That yeah. team. It's like, no, no, no. None of that matters. We need to win our games. Mm-hmm. If we win out, we'll probably make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We'll be 10-6. and six. Mm-hmm. It'll give us a very, very good chance of making the playoffs. Absolutely. But... It doesn't matter if you lose any of these games. I don't right. even care about the other teams at this point. Yep. I don't right. care about them until, you know, there's two weeks left in the season. Mm-hmm. Right. You made a good analogy last night on the pod when you said that um, the Redskins right now are in the back of the line. And when they get to the front, the tickets might all be sold out. But that being said, let me ask you guys a question. If they finish 10-6, and six, how would you deem this season? Is it a success? Is it a disappointment? What would you say? I mean – if they miss the playoffs, obviously it would hurt. But for us to get double-digit wins, um, when's the last time we did that again? Double-digit wins. We haven't done that since 2012. They were 2012. Mm. Who did that? Oh, um, Griff. I just asked a question. I didn't say anything. I was just asking a question. Oh, well, boy. here they come. Well, he didn't do it by himself. Kirk won the one. <laughs> didn't Kirk come in and win the game versus Baltimore? Yeah. Oh, they're going to give him two. That's right. But, give him two wins. RG3 had Josh Morgan. <laughs> um, listen, if you don't make the playoffs, it's because you weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. So even if we did go ten and six, which would be that's a lovely record to have, we, we're not going to be playing. Is someone? Any, why would I feel any better about that than I did last right. season? Right, right. You know what I mean? Because we won ten games, and then someone will come yelling about the schedule was so hard, mm-hmm. which is like. You have to look at your season in the whole, the whole, its whole totality. Mm-hmm. It's not just oh, we started four and six. It's like no, we're to be one ten games. In the end, our schedule is not going to be as hard in, in in the whole big picture. 
So you had ten wins. You didn't make the playoffs. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Ten wins looks a lot better than three than three or four or five right. what we're used to around here. So it would show signs of improvement. But I'd hundred percent be disappointed. Ten yeah. and six and miss the playoffs. Like because yeah. you're not one of the best teams in the NFC. No, not at all. Yeah, it would be hard. And uh, this season, this offseason, you know, is going to be filled with some turnovers, a lot of turmoil again, like with the whole Kirk discussion and who you're going to bring back. So if you go ten and six and your team isn't progressing because you have to dedicate so much money to the quarterback and you can't bring back several free agents. It's like, okay, we went 10 and six, didn't make the playoffs. That means we're at least the seventh best team in the NFC and we're not getting any better because we can't bring any free agents. So it's, um, it's kind of like a double dip there. Like kind of, damn, you didn't make the playoffs and you also now have to kind of let some players go because you got to pay somebody a certain amount of money. You have to pay Kirk the bag. Right. Well, yeah, but, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I would, I would not, entirely be disappointed to go 10 and 6 obviously it's a nice little record to have and um you know we haven't had many of those in the past couple of years so i would definitely take it but um it definitely would hurt i mean just the fact that the nfc is so tough this year it's so competitive like the nfc south might get three teams in you know mm-hmm. the best teams in the nfl right now are probably i would say i'd probably say right now the best teams in the nfl are the vikings and the eagles and both the nfc so Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think... I'm not disrespecting the GOAT. I just think the GOAT needs to beat them. <laughs> I'm not going to call him the GOAT because I don't believe he's the GOAT. However... Whoa. I'll call him the GOAT I, five times. Uh, you taking any of those teams versus New England? Absolutely not. In, no, in but would you, would you be totally shocked? Not even in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs or anything like that. But, like, let's say they played on Sunday. Would you be shocked if the Vikings beat the Patriots? I don't... I See, because we ain't talking about Sunday. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Because if you had played the Falcons and the Patriots last year during the season, mm-hmm. the Falcons probably would have won the game. Mm-hmm. Would you take any of these teams in Minneapolis in February versus the Patriots? I mean, having no. watched the GOAT, I mean, not your GOAT, but my GOAT play seven times in that game, probably not. I mean, I will say this. If Minnesota, if some kind of way they get to the Super Bowl, I mean, what a home field advantage that would be. Yeah, the Super Bowl is in their backyard. Their first time going in forty years too, Mm. in that palace that Ziggy Wolf just bought them. It's in their it's in their building, and they can't afford the tickets. (laughs) 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 Damn, (laughs) that's cold, Cliff. Damn, bro. But it's funny. It's funny, Paul, that you said the NFC is so strong right now because it's we're missing a Rod. Yeah. The Seahawks, the Seahawks aren't as strong as they were. Right. I mean, da- Dallas has taken a major step back. So it would be nice if we were one of those teams to, you know, take that leap. Yeah. And you don't know what the Giants are going to do. Obviously, they benched Eli today, and uh, he may have <laughs> pa- played his last game as a Giant. So you don't know mm-hmm. what they're going to do. But if they're able to figure out their quarterback and, and O line situation before next September, I mean, they have the talent on defense what? and on the perimeters to, to. Do do they have the talent on defense? Up front, they do. And it's, I mean, linebackers, we know, they probably have one of the worst linebacking cores in the league, let's be honest. Yeah, but their linebacker core was bad last year, and they still were dominant, so. Yeah, no, no, last year was a fluke. I think, and I kept saying in the offseason, that was a fluke. They were giving up, like, 10 points a week yeah. for, like, the last eight weeks of the season. Man. Probably got, like, two turnovers a week, yeah. no injuries. Like, you weren't that good. Mm-hmm. No one thought your defense was going to be that good going into the season. Right. You don't all of a sudden become some dominant defense that no one saw coming. We're usually pretty good at you know, like figuring out who's going to be a good defense going into the year. Mm-hmm. 
So, and you get older. A year, like, you would now be two years removed from that. Yeah. Your team is not the same physically. That's just true. Not. So, no. that's um, true. They're going to draft a young quarterback, I have to imagine. They have to. But you guys don't, you don't like the kid wet? <laughs> okay. <laughs> It took me a second to even remember who we were talking about. Like, who's this web kid? <laughs> but uh, Davis nah, Webb. but hey. they can go ahead and draft Josh Rosen. But when you have thirteen, you always have a chance if he's healthy. No argument here. Sure, you you see their offense without him. So. Right, right. No, there's no doubt about that. But, but there's this misconception that their offense is so dominant because remember last year they didn't score over thirty points not one game the entire mm. season. Mm-hmm. But when you have Odell and you have a defense that's playing, I mean, they may not be some 85 Bears level type defense, but they are a good NFL defense. When you combine the defense with a generational talent, which is Odell Beckham Jr. and a quarterback that can at least be competent, you can still go back to the playoffs, which is another team that we have to worry about in 2018. That's what I'm saying. I'm crossing them off. Giants? Mm. They, because they're going to, they're going to have, they're probably going to fire Jerry Reese. Definitely going to fire Jerry Reese. And if they don't, then, you know, like, what exactly are you doing if you don't fire him? And you're bringing in a rookie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, like, we can't, I can't be assuming a rookie is going to be in the playoffs. Um, Do you think they're going to fire McAdoo? I don't think so. They don't fire people. I just the, know this is not a good look the way they went about this Eli situation. The, the Giants don't fire people. They like, don't. much is clear. That's they why don't. Jerry Reese has been there so Jerry long. Reese should be fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look at his look at his draft history. This guy should be fired. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but, but hey, please keep him. Give him yeah, an extension. But, right. But, yeah, but with that being said, just playing devil's advocate, you're sweeping out your longtime franchise quarterback. You're sweeping out the GM. Wouldn't it be wise to get a fresh start and get rid of the coach as well and just start fresh, like all the way? You just got this coach. Yeah. Yeah, but he had a ten six season on what you're calling a fluke defense, and now they're about to go two and fourteen. Right. right. So, but listen. You went ten and six, and then the next season you go two and fourteen. So you fire the coach. I mean, I'm all for firing coach. I'm telling you, they're not going to fire him. Hey, please they keep, don't fire people. Please keep him. What if what if new GMX? I mean, he doesn't have a name yet, but just doesn't rock with McAdoo like that. What if he wants to bring it's in possible. his guy? I mean, it's possible. Usually, most GMs they want their own guys. Right. But I can I can see them holding on. You to one more year. One more year. Yeah, definitely. You one definitely. more year. Okay. Definitely. I mean, I just play devil's advocate. Yo, this all goes back. To my whole point from yesterday about quarterbacks and about how we make everything seem like the only way your offense can be good is if your quarterback is good, quote-unquote. But if you have talented players on your offense, then it's not all on your quarterback. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, I don't understand where this myth came from. You mean kind of like the Keenum situation, Cliff? Right, because we only do this with the NFL. We do not mm-hmm. look at college football like this. Mm-hmm. We see teams in college football with average quarterbacks in all this offensive talent, and no one says, well, the, no one gives the quarterback all the credit for it. Like, Ken Dorsey didn't win a Heisman. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-huh. We Good acknowledge that he was throwing to all these players and he had all mm-hmm. this talent around him. Yep. For some reason in the NFL, that's the only way we think an offense can be good. I don't get it. Well, he's not your prototypical quarterback that stands in there, has a drop back. Right. I just I don't understand it. Well, 
I don't understand it. I'd um, give me a team where I'm loading up on talent, and I have an average QB who I'm treating like an average QB. I think I'm going to go a lot further than trying to search the earth for some incredible quarterback. Hey, I'm with you on that, man. Build a roster. I am 100% with you on that. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I tend to agree on that. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have Aaron Rodgers on your team, but, um, but they didn't know they had Those Aaron are few Rogers. and far in between. See, exactly. Here's the thing. The Packers didn't know they had Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, they would have moved up in the draft to take him. Right? Mm-hmm. They didn't know Aaron Rodgers was that good. Otherwise, they would have been like, we're trading up to the first pick in the draft to get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, true. True, true, true. Anyway, weren't we talking uh, about Dallas? We're on to Dallas. <laughs> That's our intro. That's our show intro there. We're right. on to Dallas now. Yeah, we're on to Dallas. Okay, let's talk about the Cowboys offense, which is coming off three straight weeks with less than 10 points against this Redskins defense, which, um, you know, they played well on Thursday night, held the Giants to only seven first downs on the 10 points, seven of which came on a pick six. So uh, what can we do? What can we do to slow down this, this Cowboys offense? Uh, Dak is always Dak. I mean, he's kind of showing he's not as dynamic without Zeke, but we knew there would be some sort of drop-off when he was suspended. But, you know, he's still a dynamic athlete. He can still get outside the pocket. He can still beat Ryan Kerrigan on that bootleg he always gets him on. So how can we stop him? Pressure with the front four. I'm not talking about blitz. Based on Dallas's last three weeks, the run game has really been non-existent without Zeke. I mean, we got to be honest. They've been they're basically putting everything on Dak – but they've also been missing their left tackle. But Tyron's back now. But as we've kind of heard, Leo Collins is going to be out. So I don't see why we shouldn't be able to keep Dak in the pocket with Ryan Kerrigan and the likes of Gallette and Preston Smith. If you allow him to get out of the pocket, I think we could run into a problem. But Dak doesn't really look to run, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously he has the ability to do it, but Dak, right. he's not really trying to get out the pocket. See, force him to throw. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yes, force him to throw. The only thing I don't agree with is – sending four because you've seen that Dallas's receivers aren't getting any separation. They're not really playing well. So if you have these DBs like Norman and Breland and, and Fuller who are playing really well and you can lock them down the outside or try to, I'm, I'm sending six guys. Go get them. Beat them with your so, arm. I think my concern with sending people is his running. Um, because I think you're also saying that you'd want to play man mm-hmm. in these scenarios, right? And I think that would make us susceptible to running to me. To, sorry, make it susceptible to his running. I feel like people can get on Dak about his play. Mm-hmm. This They're doing this while forgetting this is year two for him. Right. And I think what Dak probably needs to realize is he probably needs to go out there and try to do it all by himself. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's also something the coach needs to understand on their end. Not that I'm giving them tips, yeah. but... Right. It seems like they're still trying to play the same way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Zeke was there. Exactly. Dak was not prepared really, to, have to be without Zeke for six games. I don't think this for, offense. And even worse, I don't think the coaches were prepared. Nope. I mean, based on their last three weeks, they scored seven, nine, and six. So I don't think right. anybody was prepared down in Texas. I, I think dumping that all all this on Dak, like people have, I think that's absurd. It is because I don't I don't get the impression that the team prepared for life without Zeke. Mm-hmm. And he is in year two. People are talking about Dak. He's been in the league five years. <laughs> this is the second year he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't no. think Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett have adapted their play calling to the life without Zeke there. Mm-hmm. 
If yeah. they said to Dak, you have to play like Russ or Cam or you need to, or Tyrod, where you need to understand that in the end you would have to make a lot of these plays, mm-hmm. which I have a feeling that's what tomorrow's going to be. Or sorry, Thursday. I, think, I have a feeling that's what Thursday's going to be. I think you're going to see a different offense from them. So you better worry about Dak. And how do you beat them? You just got to make them have to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Don't allow Alfred Morris to have a flashback yeah. to 2012. Right. Please. It's still the, it's still the same form. You need to stop the run versus. Absolutely. Because they're Absolutely. a play-action team. Got to stop the run. I mean, you, and you two have kind of been preaching the last couple of weeks. If we feel that Dez is washed, then there's no reason where Norman Kent shouldn't be able to guard this man. We should be able to be lined up in our basic 3-4, shut down the run, and force Dak to pass. I don't feel like we should have to blitz. I mean, right. I'm not going to mind if we do blitz, but <laughs> – if we allow, what is it, Bryce Butler? Come on, yeah. Terrence Williams. If you let those guys get over top of you, then you don't deserve to win. So, but but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying send six and just without reckless regard for Dex's ability to run. But if you spy him, or if you just you know, tell Kerrigan and Preston Smith, hey, you guys got to really focus on your contain this week. Like he can always spin out and get to the outside. That mm-hmm. might work. It, it is a risky concept, but you have a chance to really put the clamps down on the struggling offense. You, you, I mean, why not go for it? Oh, now I hear, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Minuski is dialing up some blitzes for Dak. Believe that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also think we have to remember the teams that they've played recently, right? I mean, the Chargers have arguably the best, not even arguably, the best pass rush can do in the league. Yep. Right. Ingram and Bosa. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have a dominant front four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they move the ball on the Chiefs, Right. Yeah. Not, the Falcons, the Falcons game was a game they struggled where they literally couldn't block one guy. Mm-hmm. Right. So we need there needs to be someone that steps up in our front in our um among our pass rushers. That's how I see it. Like hey. one of them has to step up and have a huge game. Don't forget about fifty eight. He's been coming on these last yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. I'm looking right at ninety one, man. You know that Byron Bell is going to be the starting right tackle on Thursday night. There's mm-hmm. not going to be any Lael Collins. Not that Lael Collins is some world beater, but, you know. But either way, it, it's a big game. You're going against a backup. Can you get me a sack or two? Can you end a couple drives? Like, we need you to show up. This is what we pay you for. And you, you're one of these team leaders. You've been here for six years. We need a leader effort. Well, recent history shows when Kerrigan faces a backup right tackle, he usually uh, <laughs> kicks ass. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. <It> does. So. <laughs> does. It's usually when he has his biggest games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We just take, <laughs> we just take a shot at 91. I mean, nah, you're, right. you're right. You're right. It's 100%. true. Yeah. Well, are you guys really concerned about anybody on the outside, any of the receivers, or are we just in in agreement that they're not scary? Look, Look I, don't, I mean, it's not that they're not scary. It's just that over the top, I don't see – like Bryce Butler hits one over the top every now and then. Mm-hmm. Their offense has generally been, even when Zeke was out there, it's been intermediate because that's where Dak is at his best as intermediate throws. So you got to worry about Cole Beasley because mm-hmm. Beasley has generally lit us up since he's been there. Hey, well, Mr. Fuller, you're up. Yeah, and he had his way with Fuller last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to expect from Des. I, I kind of feel like Des is going to have a big game one of these weeks. I can call him washed as much as I want. I don't think he's a terrible receiver. So 
at some point he's going to have a game. I just hope it's not versus us. And let's please not have this game turn into one of those situations where Jason Witten is out here just – I know he's not going to – he's not going to get no yak, but please let's not have this be Corey, Witten 11 for, you know. I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that because – he does it all, yeah. But Cliff, he always gets us. And it's that's, all that's first downs. Yes, yeah. every time. Every I'm glad time. you said that because I was listening to Cooley and Sheen on the way into the office this morning, and um, he was doing the defensive film breakdown from Thursday night, and he was talking about Zach Brown, and he said – for the player that Zach Brown is perceived to be, I could probably put 30 plays right now on film of him blowing coverages. You can't have that on Thursday night. Right, and Dak is going to be looking for him because Dak always looks for always, always. Always. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully we don't put Zach Brown in that situation. I mean, we knew coming in when we signed him, he was never the greatest coverage linebacker, but for what he lacks in coverage, he does everything else damn good. No, he, he's a dynamic tackler, and he has incredible speed, but – for whatever reason, and I don't think it's, I don't really think it's ability. I don't think it's just. I, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's probably it's definitely not ability. He definitely has enough ability to do. It. I just think it's just careless. I just think it's carelessness. That's I mean, like I said on the podcast a couple weeks ago, there's a reason why the Titans and the Bills didn't bring him back. He there's no reason for him to be bad in coverage because he can do whatever. Is I think there no reason? That, I don't know about that. Mm. Why do you think there's no reason for him to be bad in college? So. I mean, physically, he can do whatever. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he is fast enough to guard any tight end in this NFL. He's that's, that's straight line speed, though. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so, for example, he's faster than Sean Lee, right? Mm-hmm. He yeah. might not be more agile than Sean Lee. That's right? a good That's a he good might not have, have, I think that Zach he might not have, pretty agile, though. No, he, Zach Brown is fast in a straight line. If you see him when he plays, anything sideline to sideline or straight ahead of him, he's, he's it up. Mm-hmm. Right, but when you have to cover, there's more to it than speed. You got to why someone like you got a tight end running a post corner or some shit on Zach Martin. There's a reason why someone like Josh Norman doesn't have blazing speed, but is able to cover people. Mm-hmm. Right, I like I think a lot of it is agility, and and just uh, having a good understanding uh, of the game. Right, mm-hmm. like I said, like Sean Lee would be my perfect comparison because Sean Lee does not have this blazing speed, nowhere near Zach Brown, but Sean Lee can cover. Yes, he Sean can. Lee seems to have a better grasp of where, like, where you're, but like, what kind of routes are being ran and things like that. Is it That's crazy? That, let me but, ask you this though. I'm, let me. My bad, Paul. I was going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Is it crazy? Do you think to put a corner on Witten? I'm talking about Dunbar. Just because Dunbar has a big body. I mean, obviously, if we go nickel package, if you don't want to put Zach Brown in that situation, because I'm assuming Nicholson's probably going to be out if he's still concussed. Yeah, he's out. D Hall, I don't know if I want D Hall coverage, but. Actually, I think that Everett had the highest PFF grade last week. So, I mean, he played played fine. I think he played fine last week. I don't know if I trust him being over the top of Dez. I mean, Dez ain't Dez anymore, but, you know, he still get beat by this man, but, um, you know, he played well last week, well enough to give me another chance. I mean, D. Hall's not going to be able to guard anybody. So, I mean, the option I, my thing with Witten is, Witten Jeez. can only, Witten is <laughs> I'm, I'm not going it real. to, Witten isn't going to kill you. He's going to annoy you. Yeah. Right? So, it's a little different. I think you just need to put them in situations where it's third and long. And yeah. somebody like Witten isn't <laughs> exactly necessarily that much of a factor. Because he ain't getting so, no yak. Right. Yeah, none whatsoever. But that's my thing. That's what I was kind of saying about Zach Brown. Cooley didn't say that 
he was just unable to guard these guys. They said it was blown coverages. I'm just saying this is not the week to have blown coverage because anybody can get yak if he's wired the fuck open. No doubt. Yeah, don't not let Jason Witten. don't let Jason Witten's eight <laughs> yards downfield turn into a a twenty one yard gain or something like that. You know, that guy, that's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> Hold on, let me see his longest <laughs> catches of the season. I thought you were going to say like maybe fifteen, but twenty one. No, he ain't getting what, it. What, if you're the guys at the guest, what do you guys think is longest for the year? Longest I'll, catch I'll, of the season. I'll say seven. It's minutes. actually don't say. It. Hold up, Cliff. <laughs> uh, what do you think his longest catches in the last five games? I'll say eleven yards. You wouldn't ask unless it was really low. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eight yards. No, it, it, the funny thing is, it actually is twenty one, right? <laughs> right? No, no. And I guarantee that was the his longest cover. in the other games. <laughs> eight, wow. eight yards, sixteen yards. Yeah, sixteen yard catch versus us. Mm. Of course, you also had five for thirty in that game. Well, mm. <laughs> so, I guarantee all five were probably for first downs. Right, right. It's just, he beats you with like on Thursday on Thanksgiving he had seven for forty four. So it's not like, like I said, he's not. You're not going to lose a game because of Jason. You need no. to. What you need to do is you need to make sure this offense does not get Rolling. confidence back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Don't let them keep... open the game with a 15-play, 75-yard drive. Right. Because then that's going to be a problem. Right. Do you think that they're going to be able to run the ball on us with a lot of success? I know we're banged up and we haven't been playing great on the run, but there's a marked difference between Zeke and, and Alf, and that's become very apparent these past couple of weeks. To me, I think there's a marked difference between how they're running Morris. Mm-hmm. They, they literally – have lost Zeke and decided they want to play the exact same way. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. This is why I said, like I said yesterday, this is why I want them to keep Jason Garrett forever. <laughs> I don't see a team that's made any adjustments to the right. fact that their best player is gone. None. They didn't even, I mean, even the Falcons game, they didn't even help Chaz Green. It took them like three quarters to realize yep. Chaz Green didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect them to be able to run the ball. I don't know why I do. I just I don't. I'm not as confident as you would assume. Like considering the way they've played, that we're just going to come out there and shut them down. Because mm-hmm. I'm hard oh, time seeing this team not doing anything on offense for four weeks in a row. I will say I'm more concerned about the run than the pass. I have to say that because yeah, there's course. no speed over top. So, but kind of like you said, don't let Alfred Morris get rolling, man. Please don't let Rod Smith whatever his damn name is, Jalen Smith's brother, don't let him get going. (laughs) These are backup running backs. Do not allow these guys to get in a flow. Don't let these drives turn into six, seven, eight-minute drives. Because if they do, like you said, the confidence is going to grow and we'll be in trouble. Definitely. All right, let's let's switch to the other side of the ball and let's talk about the Cowboys' defense against this offense. Um, They benched their backup. They benched their cornerback. (laughs) They benched Anthony Brown. And I think I saw a set today that said, that he's been targeted like 64 times and given up like maybe like 34 completions over the past like eight games. So Why would you target yes. anybody else? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I wonder how bad his backup is. Uh, the Cowboys on defense, man. It's a woozy, they're gonna, right? They're going to be without mm-hmm. Sean Lee. They don't really have anything of consequence on the edges besides Marcus Lawrence, who's having a nice little season. But, you know, you're going against the great 71 probably. So I'm, I'm not really worried about you. Yeah. So, uh they're hurt on, on defense, man. Can we take advantage? 
you better take advantage. <laughs> well, <laughs> the last the last QB that came into their building threw for four hundred yards, four thirty four to be exact. <laughs> then, <laughs> we should be lighting this defense up. We should have lit. They got lucky because it rained and we had so many injuries the first time we played them. Right. There is no reason this all, this defense should not be lit up by us. Hey, man. None. Like, none whatsoever. I'm not going to beat a, dead, beat a dead horse, but we say this every week. And this is another one of those weeks to throw the ball to 18. Right. Keenan Allen had a field day on Brown and Skandrick. Skandrick was in the Matrix. Field day. There is absolutely no reason. Well, before I even get to 18, there's no reason for Kirk. If he has the time, which, like you said, if you block Demarcus Lawrence, Kirk should have plenty of time in his pocket. Kirk mm-hmm. should have a day. Mm-hmm. Or he should have a night Thursday. There's no excuse for it. Even without 86, I mean, I don't know who they plan on putting on Crowder in the slot. But they're it's outside. Scandal. Oh, my right? gosh, bruh. Well. <laughs> Who's listen? Awuzi is a rookie, right? I remember, yeah. I remember him from Colorado. For, for what it's worth, Skandrick actually had a pretty good day against us a few weeks back. That game does the game. We had, and this is in context. Contextually, we were banged up, and it was pouring rain. Mm-hmm. Right, like it, that was. This is in Jerry Dome. The <laughs> weather's gonna be perfect. Mm-hmm. Come on, Kurt. Like, this is throwing conditions like mm-hmm. none other. You can't ask for a better environment to throw the ball than the one we're going to have on Thursday night. Like, Skandrick had a good game. This is back when we were barely even targeting Crowder. Mm-hmm. That is true. Boxing is going to light them up. There's no reason <laughs> for him not to. There's no reason for him not to get his first 100-yard game this week. There really isn't. By the way, I, I kind of been paying attention. And he's back home. And he's since, back home. He sure is, Cliff. I've been kind of paying attention to Byron Jones since the last time y'all roasted me for saying it was a good free safety. That guy is um, he's trash. Not good. Yeah, he's he's, he's still having nightmares about Jordan Reed. <laughs> he's lucky Jordan's not gonna be there on 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 Thursday night. Mm-hmm. But we won't talk about that. Either. But even with that case, hey, I, Vernon Davis could have a day on Byron Jones. Hey, Vernon didn't catch a ball last week. He need he needs uh, to redeem himself. I, he probably mm-hmm. didn't get targeted. I think he only had one he, target. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this, if you want to take advantage of a weak underbelly of any defense, this is the defense to take advantage of because it's not mm-hmm. one tight uh, linebacker on their team that can hang with Vernon Davis. Not one. No. Sean Lee is out. Um, Justin Duran is out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know who I actually think. <laughs> You actually, you know who I actually think is going to make some plays is Byron Marshall. Oh yeah, yeah. Speed on that one. That screen Byron game. Marshall, he can run. Mm-hmm. Their defense. I don't know how this team won five games with this defense, man. I really don't. Their defense is trash. Marinelli. But it was. Remember, it was trash last year. Was, yeah, it was trash last year. They were just never on the field, right? Exactly. Byron Jones, dude. They their draft in terms of drafting players, they've been so bad, man. Mm-hmm. They really have been bad. I'm excited yeah, to come hey. out tomorrow night and see, or on Thursday night and see, and check again the start at guard. I think he's going to actually get the start at guard because we've been saying the best five yep. would be mm-hmm. Williams and Shecky Long, mm-hmm. Sheriff Moses. Obviously, you don't have Long, but you have a really good, competent guard next to Trent Williams. So mm-hmm. I'd be really happy to see that. I'm, I'm excited to see that happen. I mean, I know we've been preaching it's going to be a good day to throw the football, but – 
if we could get Samaj P around going like we have these last two weeks, I don't see them hanging with us. You could wear that defense down, man. Yeah. This yeah. Is, to me, this is the kind of game where you early on, you are slinging that thing. I'm with you. Second half, you're up. Wear them down. The ball. Mm-hmm. Wear them down. They got yep. Nolan Carroll out there, Skandrick, a rookie who's going to be starting his first game. Corey's man, Jordan Lewis. <laughs> hey, come on. Go, no, go. that's your man. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. But he's wearing a star now, so. <laughs> don't forget, uh, just... don't forget, uh, Taco. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Billy Hoyle Heath. <laughs> <laughs> there's, nah, there's no reason why Dachshund should not have a huge, huge game. He's back in, I think he's from the Fort Worth area, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Because he walked on the TCU, right? Mm-hmm. Sure did. Yeah. I think he's from the Fort Worth area. This is his first time playing there. <sighs> Man, just get him. I think he's about to have a huge game Thursday night. Come on, hot take. And, the, you know, <laughs> we've been, like, I, I think Gruden said a couple weeks ago, like, he can feel a huge game coming from mm-hmm. I think this is something like eight for 150, hey. two touchdown kind of game. <laughs> oh, that that game so is coming, perfect. and I think Thursday night might be the night. We're going to drink all the Henny at Paul's yeah, house. We are. It's tailor-made. I think Thursday <laughs> night's tailor-made for Docs to have a huge game. Hey, man. Yeah. Mm. I can definitely see it, man. Like you said, he's from Fort Worth. He went to college at TCU. Mm-hmm. And this is his first game in, in Dallas, man. He didn't play last mm-hmm. year, so – you know he's definitely going to be looking to go home and, and have a little homecoming on there. Throw him the ball, Kirk. Give him an opportunity. If they watched film last week, there's no way they're sitting in that quarterback meeting and saying, Kirk, do you see these cornerbacks getting flambéed? You must throw this ball up. <laughs> he said flambéed. Give him an opportunity. It's, everybody, it's going to be everybody's evening. Crowder. This is like this is like paid in full, man. Everybody eats B. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody eats, eats B. Because <laughs> everyone was eating for the Chargers on, on mm-hmm. Thursday night. Yep. Yeah. So even that guy from uh, what's his name Eckert from uh, what was it again? Western College mm-hmm. uh, of yeah, Colorado. College, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Western State Colorado University. Yeah. Listen, God, just, just, give, just giving them work. <laughs> they, hey, they're the thing that Zeke is exposed to me the most for the Cowboys is that they can no longer play ball control mm-hmm. and cover up for their crappy defense. Zeke ain't out there getting seven a pop, right? So they're no longer out here getting these thirteen play drives for seven minutes, right? Like that's no. When we played them the first time, anytime they handed the ball to Zeke, it was six yards easily. Like, it didn't matter. <laughs> like, first down, second. If they ran the ball in third and ten, I'd have been worried that he converted. <laughs> like, straight up. We, could, we couldn't even offer any level of, you know, resistance. Second and short, third and short, you know he's getting it. It's, right. They were going for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Because it's like they're not stopping us from getting a yard. Yep. Right? Because Zeke, Zeke is a special back. Yes, he is. Zeke is a special back. There's no doubt about it. Look, Hunter Henry, 5 for 76. Tyrell Williams caught a touchdown. Mm. Uh, Travis Benjamin had a 46-yard catch. Keenan went 11 for 172. Oh, my God. He had 14 targets. See, <laughs> when four receiver targets. is good, they get targets. Oh, who's covering him? We're eating all day. 
all day long. That's just how <laughs> I don't. That's how the top quarterbacks think, and hopefully, that's the approach Cousins has. Once he sees the mismatch, the ball's got to go over there all the time. I mean, there's no way he cannot see that, right? They have to see this. Rivers just had 434, man. Throw it up. Because I don't even think it's like something where we'll be be able to run the ball on them easily. We need to come out here throwing. Yeah. We have our our left tackle back. This is not like the first time we played them where we had all those, you know, all those journeymen out there. Mm -hmm. We got the best left tackle in the game back. Mm-hmm. We got Sheriff out there. Yep. And Saki's playing left guard. Like, man, throw this thing around, man. <sighs> yeah. Definitely. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle, man. Like I, I know that the Ruskins and Cowboys always play each other tough, but um always is. I don't know, man. Like maybe this is a you know, famous last words, but I'm feeling kind of confident going into Thursday. Oh night. gosh, Paul. No, I, I do. <laughs> I mean, but the thing about it is if We've talked about this team going 10-6 and going to the offseason, riding a little bit high even if they don't make the playoffs. If you can't be the Dallas Cowboys when they don't have Zeke and they don't have the right tackle and their two best players on defense are are out, then I I don't want to hear nothing about this team being prepared to go to the playoffs or do anything like that. I don't want to hear anything about we made progress because if you can't beat them on Thursday, then they're they're, they're probably just some trash. That's just how I'm looking at it. No argument here, bro. Oh no, we should rip we should rip these guys apart. Offensively at least. We Which should our defense is, is has been a roller coaster the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea how they're gonna play. Right? Our offense, I don't think any competent quarterback should have any problem moving the ball on these guys. Yeah. Definitely and simple. Especially on their turf when you know we're gonna have probably 35 to 40 percent of the fans in that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, man, it's, it's gonna be, it's definitely there for the taking for Kirk, man. If he wants to have a big game, if he doesn't get in his own way, then he should have a very, very, very successful night. I'll just put it like that. Let me say this, though. I know we spoke about the defense and the offense. Please do not mm-hmm. allow Switzer. To return mm-hmm. a punt. That actually do was my not. next point. <laughs> Cliff, do not. Not saying Nick Rose, usually he's been pretty consistent with the kickoffs. Do not let them get a short field from a mm-hmm. from a kickoff return, a punt return. Just special teams. We need you to be on your A game Thursday. Because if we do what we're supposed to do offensively and defense shows up, we should be fine. But we cannot have any fluke plays. Right. We can't have a blocked field goal. None of that. Like, come on. That game changed on that block field goal. I think, I think we were about to beat them that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Um, and that's in spite of the fact we couldn't stop the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about to be, what, 19 to 19 to 16-7. Seven. Seven. Oh, we were up 16-7. Yeah, 16-7. Right. Not, right. not even going into halftime. Mm-hmm. We cannot come out here and give them short fields off special nope. teams. Nope. I don't want any short field turnovers. P. Ryan. You better not fumble that ball on Thursday. Oh, my gosh. All right. Do not give them anything cheap. Mm-hmm. You got to make them go 75, 80 yards every yep. drive. Exactly. Period. Can you do it? We don't think you can. You've only, you haven't scored more than 10 points in three weeks, man. Definitely, man. 
Yeah, man, it's it's definitely come down to the quarterbacks. Right now, out Kirk has a three game losing streak to Dak, which is unfortunate. It's, it's been these past two years, man. They they've been going head to head, and if Kirk gets that bag, it's going to be Kirk versus Dak for a long time. But what's he? He's one. What's his record versus Dallas in his career? Like one and four. He's one and four versus Dallas. He's zero and three versus yeah. Dak. The one win was the year when we won the division. That was the end of the season. Yeah, they had no one. He there. lost a home game to Matt Castle. Remember that? Yeah. He lost that home Definitely. game to Sean Punt return. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you guys game. tell me who the quarterback for the Cowboys was the last time the Redskins lost four straight to one? Whoa. Uh, well, I know this has got to be recent. Nice. It's, it's not as recent as you think. Uh, Redskins have the Cowboys sure. used to whoop that ass in the 90s, but they haven't been beating us like four straight, five straight these past couple of years, like past couple 15 years. So you're saying it's not Romo, obviously. It, it's not Romo. Oh, my gosh. I know this. Oh is, it, is it Quincy Hold Carter? On. It's not Quincy Carter. Hold on. Bledsoe? It wasn't Bledsoe either. <sighs> didn't they have, didn't they have I was going to say Testaverde, but I don't think he beat us. I don't think he played. Did he play that many? Is it Testaverde? It was Testaverde. It was? Damn. Yep. The, the last time the Cowboys mm. beat the Redskins four games straight, mm. December 26, 2004, the quarterbacks, <laughs> Patrick Ramsey versus Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, I knew Ramsey was a part of the yeah. situation. It was a Parcells years, yeah. <laughs> Damn, Vinny. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Vin, old man Vinny came out there and was slaying versus, mm-hmm. what do you have, 30, wait, 23 of 39 for 234 and a touch that night. <laughs> That sounds like Vinny getting two. Do you want to Ramsey stats were? Please. 19 of 29 for 158. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. That was Spurrier? That was Spurrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember there was a Spurrier game uh, when we played there where they were blitzing the hell out of Ramsey. <laughs> I thought Ramsey was going to die. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, shot that old ball coach, though. My boy. Oh. I mean, the game was 13-10, so it wasn't some, like, riveting game. It's not they beat the shit out of us. But, um, oh, my. I'm looking at their their players now. Listen to their running backs for that night. Julius Jones, Richie Anderson, and Eddie George. Golly. Jeez. Eddie George had three for six. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) That's Corey's match. Bruh. (laughs) Who, Who was our receivers? Do you remember? I'm looking at right now. Our receiver oh, group that night. I was going to say, was it probably Cliff's man, Chris Rod- Doring? Chris right. Doring? Was uh, Rod Gardner out there? Get, get ready to laugh. <laughs> oh, my. All right, Darn so there six receivers caught balls that night. Laverne Coles, Jacobs. Rod Gardner, <laughs> Chris Cooley, Taylor Jacobs, Robert Royal, and Brian Kozlowski. <laughs> hey, Kozlowski, <laughs> blocking Kozlowski, tight end. yeah. We could use blocking tight end these days, man. Hey, Jeremy Sprinkle. Sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Bring some crack on. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to our um, key matchups. Every week, we wrestling player, an opponent, and we talk about the matchup. So, Corey, why don't you start us off? Um. Well, since we just got word that uh, Mr. Lyle Collins is out for Dallas, and they just got the left tackle back, Tyron Smith, who was really not 100%. I think for me, I'm going to go with – Obviously, their two, their left tackle, Mr. Smith. I got to do a pair because this is, I think, this is very important. Tyron Smith and Mr. Bell versus Ryan Kerrigan and Preston Smith because, kind of like we hit on earlier, if we could apply pressure to Dak, keep him in the pocket, I think that's where the game's going to be won. 
because honestly, I, I personally don't think they'll be able to run the football. And if you don't allow Dak to extend the play, it should be a night where the defense should be able to control them and keep them under 10 points like these last three defenses have that have played them. So for me, I'm going to go with Smith and Bell versus Kerrigan and Preston Smith. Interesting. So uh, I think in a pair, I think they've moved Scandrick to the outside. Jordan Lewis is going to be the nickel corner, which means I'm going to go with Jameson Crowder mm. versus Jordan Lewis. He should absolutely destroy this guy. Well, was, he, he has nothing for Jameson Crowder. So, uh, look, it really is to like our receivers versus their DBs, man. Our receivers are taking a lot of crap this year for about how, not, how they're not good, even though Everybody told me Jameson Crowder was good. All of a sudden, he's not good up until three weeks ago. Crowder's been putting up huge numbers over the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. I expect that to continue. Well said, well said. I'm going to take this to the trenches, man, and I'm going to say Zach Martin versus uh, Matt Ioannidis because um, mm. you saw last year with the Giants defenses, and when the Cowboys couldn't run the ball on the Giants, it was because they had Snacks Harrison and – the middle defense is anchoring the D-line. And in order to have a little bit of success, a little bit more success than they had when we played them a few weeks back, is to, you got to get some push up the middle. I noticed that, that was one of his worst games of the season. I want to see him have a bounce back effort this time against probably the best center in the NFL. And anchor a D-line that's banged up around you, but you have a chance to go against a running back right now, an Alfred Morris that's, not the best. You can shut down this run game, and it's going to start with you. You got to anchor the middle. You got to lead the group, and and bang heads with one of the best offensive lines in football. So I'm going to say Matt Ioannidis versus Zach Martin. But also last week, Ioannidis was getting adjusted to having that big cast on his hand, so that, that probably affected his play last week. So hopefully, he should be a little bit more comfortable this week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that uh, what's his name got the cast off his hand this week as well, um, Ruye, because you no, know, he broke his hand. I think they said that he was snapping the ball today without a cast on. Yeah. He's going to have to be like fitted for something for game time, but he's probably going to play. So that that's, you know, much better than having whatever option. <laughs> Guy would pick up the street last week to play. So that would be nice to have him back. Hey, when Rui's been in there, he's played well, man. It's a good, no. It's been a good sign. Oh, uh, definitely. I think he's definitely been all right. I think that going into the next season, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves right here, but, um, you know, you're going to have probably – an opening at left guard. I would like to see what Long looks like back at left guard and let Rui take snaps at center or football. It doesn't matter, but I want to see him in the starting lineup come next year. Let me, let me ask you guys this, though. What if this is a little um, – what Shanahan say when we went three and six? The evaluation period? We're, we're, we're evaluating we're, we're evaluating talent. <laughs> what if we're, we could be evaluating in Seki next to Trent Williams right now going forward? I mean, I mean, yeah, but and, and Seki's already like 32, 33 years old, man. You, you want a long-term answer there. I mean, absolutely. Hey, I, if you're trying to win football games now, hey, you can go draft another. Mm-hmm. We can, it can't be long-term answer every position, right? I mean, if Seki can play left guard, then that means we have I mean, left guard for next season. That is two giants on the left side. <laughs> two we can get that to work. Oh, my God. Trent is one of the smallest we want our own line now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought? That's I think wild. He said that himself. Yeah, because <laughs> mm. Morgan Moses is a big guy. Um, he's a dog. Sheriff and Seki's Seki's massive. Yes, so that would make Trent our fourth biggest lineman, which is crazy. 
That is wild. Cause I, I stood next to Trent. I know I'm not no NFL player, but that is one of the largest human beings I've seen <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> I think if I had to do a rankings of the biggest human beings I've ever stood next to, one is George Mirasan. I actually mm-hmm. stood next to him in the booth at Verizon Center like a couple weeks ago. That man is huge. <laughs> but Chris Samuels and Trent Williams are not far behind. Those are two humongous human beings. And Corey's man, Ray Brown. Ray nice. Brown was a big oh, fella. Uncle Ray Brown. <laughs> hey, shout Dude, out to Ray, man. Look, look at old Otis from Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Oh. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> All right, man. Let's do first and ten. You guys know the rules. Ten questions, five apiece, 60 seconds. Yes, no answers. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Corey. <laughs> Corey, over under passing yards for Dak 225. Ooh, under. Cliff, over under passing yards for Cousins, 295. Over. Yes. <laughs> Corey, who gets more catches, Crowder or Beasley and Dez? Oh, Beasley and Dez. Cliff, catches for Jason Wynn, over or under 5.5? Uh, over. Corey, how many targets for Doxon? 12. Woo! <laughs> Cliff, how many... <laughs> that loud. Cliff, how many sacks <laughs> carry it? Uh, two. Actually, two and a half. Maybe two and a half. Corey, rushing yards for Pete Ryan, over under 85. Over. Cliff, rushing yards for Alvin Morris, over under 75. Uh, over. Corey, rushing yards by Dak, over under 45. Over. Cliff, touchdown passes by Kirk Cousins over under 3.5. Wow, 3.5? Uh, under. All right, that's the 10. I That last one, I was like 3.5. I was like, Jeez. I'm expecting to have a nice night. I'm expecting to have hey. a nice little night. So if he gets four touchdowns, I think it's possible. I mean, $24 million man, man. Get it done. Said, you know what? I can't say nothing because I threw a jab to, at Kirk to open the show. So I got <laughs> You open the show, you're <laughs> taking a shot at the guy. <laughs> After you had your cape on for him yesterday, super cape. <laughs> yeah, Justice League out here. All that was flapping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's go into our predictions and our hot takes. You guys know the routine. Let me get a prediction and a hot take of what's going to happen on Thursday night versus Dallas. Cliff won't start us off. Oh, uh, prediction. I'm going to go Washington 28. <laughs> Cowboys 20. Mm. Hot take. Kirk Cousins over 350 yards passing. Hey, mm. come on, eight. Eight cart. <sighs> I guess I'm up. Well, I'm going to go as much as I am frightened to death of this game Thursday night. Um, I'm going to go Washington 27, Cowboys 13. Woo. Hot take. Finally, Josh Dotson gets his first 100-yard game, but he's also going to get two touchdowns. My prediction, Redskins 31, Cowboys 20. I think the Redskins are going to have a lot of success this weekend, moving the ball up and down the field on the Cowboys defense, but I don't think they get all their points just on offense. I think my hot take is going to be, a punt return touchdown for Jameson Crowder. You've seen the past couple weeks. He's been having a little bit more success after a couple of early season jitters. I think that he gets a score on special teams that we've been dying for. How long have we been talking about special teams touchdown for this team? 
on this podcast. Weeks? Weeks. All months. season? Come on. Well, this is this is the week. Jameson Crowder is going to house one, and, and that's going to give us the little winning advantage as we pull away late. So that's my take. Hey, man. It's there for the taking. They're struggling. This is an opportunity for us. I mean, as, as crazy as it sounds, we should be able to go, go down there and dominate. Yeah. But, of course, it's a rivalry game, so anything's possible. Yeah. And uh, another point I wanted to make is, you know, with Justin Durant and Sean Lee out, th- these are their core special teams players. I mean, with mm-hmm. them out, not only they're not playing on defense, it, it opens a little opportunity for you on special teams to get some extra yards, flip a field, maybe even get a touchdown or two on some special plays. So, you know, that's a factor. See, now that you've told me they're, they're missing some of their key special teamers, this even gives me more reason for me to say this again. Do not allow Switzer to run back a punt or a kick. If they're missing all these key players in these key positions, especially special teams is very important to the game, man. Just don't give up anything fluke. Yeah, man. Because he hasn't been great yet, but this would be the game where he breaks out because that's just how things go around here. Then right. he, scores, he scored his first touchdown against us, right, of his career. Did he? I don't think he did. Who? Hey, I don't I, think Switch has a touchdown this year, but I could on, be wrong. Hold on, let me see. Go back and check that because I'm pretty sure he did, fellas. Switzer? I'll be bringing. I'll be bringing the uh, the Henny on Thursday, on Thursday. night. <laughs> hey, Cliff, we 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 gonna start early Thursday. I will be bringing that. Please Make check sure. that Switcher stat because I'm telling I'm checking you, it, I'm, checking I'm, it as we speak. I'll make sure to have it. Uh, I'll pick it up on the way. Yeah, definitely get the Henny. I'll get the Grub. Corey. I already got the pack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the people out there. I got the packages for the game. The <laughs> hey, I completely forgot we were live for a second. <laughs> no, I was going to say bring the party favors that you said to bring the pack. <laughs> Sorry. We got to start early on Thursday because, you know, it's clear. As soon as I get out of work, I'm going to get home, change my clothes. I'll meet you at Pulse. All right. Straight up. I'll pick up. um, Yeah, I'll just scoop on. Actually, I don't even know what time the liquor store closes. Montgomery County. People make no sense around here, man. (laughs) They definitely don't. I have no idea what time that thing closes. But I'm going to. I'll just actually scoop it on Thursday morning. That's why I'm going to think about it. During my morning run. That'll be part of my morning run. I go to the liquor store. Going walking in the liquor store Thursday morning. They're gonna be like, "Oh, you're getting ready for the Redskins game." I'm gonna jog over. Just scooping uh, liquor bottles at 10 a.m. I'm gonna be. I'll run with it home. I'm gonna jog over to the liquor store, (laughs) then jog back with a with a henny box in my hand. (laughs) Hey, where's that switcher stack, Cliff? He did did not score. He did. I told you, Court, you're lunching. I could have sworn. Well, he must have scored. He scored against somebody. He had his. Maybe I was watching it. I know I, I was watching. I definitely Switcher would remember touchdown. Switcher having his first touchdown versus us. I definitely would remember sco- that. Who scored Damn. the touchdowns versus us last time? I know uh, Zeke did. Zeke obviously. had a couple. Um, did Des, Des have one? Nah, doesn't. Nah, have Des one. didn't score. Well, I don't remember, but I know it definitely wasn't Switzer, and it wasn't Beasley either. Because I know that Beasley scored the season, right? I could have sworn been- Switzer scored. Maybe I'm tripping. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nah, he is not scoring. Nope. He has actually been kind of terrible for him. Yeah. What's Switzer's first name? Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Switzer. Homie's you know caught two passes this season. And I know people do it. Is the automatic, oh, 
uh, Ryan Switzer's next Wes Walker. I'm like, listen, you don't have to compare him to every white guy. Like, he doesn't, like, just because he's white doesn't mean he has Wes Walker's game. Like, call him what he is. Don't don't just call him the new Wes Walker. It's annoying. My bad. He, he, he got his second catch versus us. <laughs> what a bust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember he how, only has he only has two catches all season. Remember how blown mm-hmm. we were when we they drafted him? Yep. I wasn't <laughs> because I the funny thing is I don't think he's a slot receiver. I think he's just been typecasted. Right. Well, That's what I was talking about. Yeah, I think he's just been typecasted. I saw that guy play in college. He did not play like a lot of the plays he made were on the outside. He's actually a really good college player. Yeah, but they but, swore up and down they were drafting a second coming of Beasley. So. And I think Beasley felt like they were drafting, mm-hmm. drafting someone to replace him too. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the other thing about it. I think he feels like that he was being replaced because he feels like he's been phased out. Yeah, which is which is crazy because he was like one of Dak's favorite targets. Like that's what I'm he's, saying. He's always scoring. <laughs> yeah, that's because that team, their coach doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> like straight up, Called he's been exposed. <laughs> he's been exposed and. And since Jerry loves him like a son, he's not going to fire him. Please extend him again, Jerry. Please. Oh, lifetime deal for, for your man, uh, Jason Garrett. Please, I beg of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I, I, he's had a lot of success, but he really is like a dunderhead, isn't he? Who? Jason Garrett. 100%. I mean, I can call him that. I mean, the guy went to Princeton. Um, no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you did. I mean, no, no, I know uh, he did. Well, as I far mean, as his football, mean, like obviously he's probably smarter than I, way smarter than me. But uh, I just coach wise, like in most cases, he would already been fired. He would have never got to that thirteen and three season. How many years did he go eight and eight? It's, it's, it's been at least quite a few. Yeah, yeah. How long has he been? He's been coach coach since they fired not Parcells. No, no, um, Wade, Wade Phillips. Phillips. Right? Wade Phillips. Yep, Wade Phillips. So what's a bit? It's probably been what, like seven years, eight years now. Hey, please extend him. Give him. Yeah, give him. this is year eight. Jeez! Wow! Wow! He went. They went. Uh, eight and eight, three years in a row, and then went twelve and four. Yeah. So he's got three playoff games, one playoff win. Hey man, by all means, extend that man. Please give him a lifetime deal. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of does have a lifetime deal. Because Jerry can do what he wants. He's, yeah. Garrett is not going to say anything to Jerry Jones. Right. He was his backup quarterback. Now he's his puppet coach. That's his son. Speaking of Jerry Jones, to do. I know that a couple of Redskins fans on Twitter were saying, oh, we should pick up Darren McFadden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. Darren <laughs> McFadden is Jerry Jones's black child. If he mm-hmm. cut him, he's done. There's right. nothing left of this man. Mm-hmm. You saw that he retired. He's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, listen. McFadden went to Arkansas. Exactly. Yep. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, all my children. Uh, uh, Derek McFadden, <laughs> Felix Jones, and uh, uh, what's the other guy? Peyton Hillis. Felix Jones. They, dude, they took, like they took Felix Jones in the first round. Sure did. In the first round. Sure did. <laughs> oh, Jerry. When will you learn? <laughs> keep it up, Jerry. Please keep it, keep it up. All right, man. That's all I have for you guys tonight, man. Thanks again for being with us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 50GutBlog and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash 50Gut. And remember, the podcast is on Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, and the Apple Podcast Store. So like, subscribe, review, tell a friend to tell a friend because the podcast is out there. Guys, thanks for being with us, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Holla at your Redskins Nation. Holla at you after this win. Let's go.